love church, love being together. Um, scripture says, don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together because there's just something about rubbing shoulders with people. Um, we're going to jump in, though. I have, um, or Jesus has a lot of awesome things that he wants to say, but I am just so blessed looking at Melanie Pike's paintings. I mean, I could stare at your paintings all day, but even um, it's been said about her ministry, you know, it's been even from the pulpit a couple times that the things that she paints are absolutely and totally prophetic for the service. And you could just see that, you know, even that aspect of um, Jesus standing beside and teaching us, bring, bringing us into wisdom and revelation. So even as we've been talking a little bit this morning already about impartation and just just even in, in things that we're talking about today, maybe you've heard a lot about them before. I know we're going to be talking a little bit about sonship this morning. And maybe that's it's one of those concepts in Christianity that's like, yeah, I know I'm a son. I get it. I get it. I'm a son. I'm like Jesus. I get it. How many of you, you know, uh, pardon what? You stop touching me. I, that's you can't sit beside me. I, I like contact. But, you know, one of the biggest things is when you can understand this concept of impartation, when you can be hearing the same things over again, but it's that one moment when you feel something drop into your heart. I had an experience like that one time where Pastor Tina was having a talk with me, and she was saying the same things I'd heard 101 times before, but it was like I felt like a coin, like kerplunk into water where something, okay, in that moment I received impartation. So just like that, just get your feelers out there. Expect that God's just going to do something where you're going to hear it in a different light, see it in a different light, and where it's going to become a revelation to us this morning. So I was reading um, yesterday. I love uh, the Passion Translation. I mean, if you've not read any of the scriptures in the Passion Translation, I really encourage you to do so. It translates it in a way where it's the most in our modern um, in our modern terminology, it's the closest to through like the Greek and the Hebrew, what it would have been like back then. So in Mark, um, I'm going to kind of, we're going to go to the end and we're going to work our way back to the beginning. So um, the, the, today's message is called The New Normal. Okay, and as I was just asking the Lord if he wanted, the Lord interjects with me while I'm, um, while I'm putting a message together. He always gives me random tangent sidebar comments, and I'm like, Are you, is that you? Is that me? What's going on? And I heard him say aperitivo. And now, if, if any of you are foodies, you know what that means. I am I'm not going to say I, I don't drink alcohol or anything like that. But when I looked up aperitivo, it, the meaning of it is to stimulate one's appetite. It's a drink that you will you consume before dinner even starts. And the purpose of consuming it is to stimulate or cause someone's appetite to increase. And I felt like what he was saying was what we're about to learn today is something that's not going to stimulate or 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 um, stimulate your appetite for more, but it's something that is going to cause other people to see you and stimulate their appetite for this. Because how many of you, you know, I, and I have to say, like, I am, I'm not going to call, I'm not going to proclaim myself as the outreach pastor or something like that, but I love outreach. I, I mean, I, I love the nations. I love um, you know, going out and evangelizing and winning people for Jesus. I think that's amazing. But something that so frustrated me is, you know, we've all been called to be evangelists and we've all been called to be a witness. But how many of you, you know, when you think about evangelizing, it's kind of like, oh, I don't really know, you know, or, or it's like, I don't want to live that way all the time, but I'll do like next Saturday at one o'clock when we go out, like I'll go, but then the rest of my life, I'm not going to live that way. Where it's like, wait, I think we missed it. Where it's not just 15 minutes that 
right? We go out and evangelize. It's supposed to be all the time. But how many of you know that it's not a cute little like shirt that we put on that's like, I love Jesus. And it's in those moments that we're evangelizing. But it should be that everything that we're doing is stimulating someone's appetite for what we have. Isn't that cool? I was like, a pair of T-boat. Yes. Okay. So Mark 23, we're going to go to the end and we're going to work back. It says, the religious scholar replied, yes, teacher. He's speaking to Jesus. You spoke beautifully when you said that God is one and there is no one beside him. And there is something more important to God than all of the sacrifices and burnt offerings. When Jesus noticed how thoughtfully and sincerely the religious scholar answered, he said to him, you are not far from the reality of God's kingdom. In another translation, it says, it is, or God's kingdom is within reach. Now, when we read something like that, because how many of you, you know, Pastor Ian talks about it, the kingdom of God is near, or it's literally like, if you were to unzip this realm and step into, it's right there. But how many of you, when you read something in the scripture about, oh, what you just said, the kingdom of God is near to you. When you read that, you want to stop and understand, wait a second, how do we get the kingdom near? Because how many of you know we read in scriptures all the time or what we just said of how we want to stimulate other people's appetite. Do we believe that the kingdom of God is enough? Mm-hmm. That the kingdom of God has in, I mean, how many of you, it was enticing for us. We said yes, we are here, which means the kingdom of God is doing something in our hearts. And so we believe that Jesus' mission was to bring the kingdom of God down to earth, and because we're in his image, we're to do the same. And so it says here, you are not far from God's reality or God's kingdom reality. And so we want to let the scripture interpret itself, and so let's reverse backwards. Now, I love numbers. I'm just going to throw lots of facts and information at you because I think this is so awesome and we're just going to build a case. So the Lord did this with me. Matthew, Mark. Mark is the second book in the New Testament, okay? And, and Mark 12 is the 12th chapter. Two means union, unity, and agreement. And 12 means the release of God's power, his perfect foundational government on the earth. So when we understand we're in Mark 12 and what God is wanting to say to us this morning, it's all about God desiring us to unify upon the fact of God's power coming down to earth. So is that getting anybody's attention? It got mine. I like that kind of stuff. And as I was preparing, the Lord reminded me, and we just heard this, which I thought was absolutely beautiful. I had actually never heard it before, and I'm his daughter when, when uh, Pastor Ian told us that when he was 12, one of the two things that God spoke to him was he was going to change the face of Christianity. Mm-hmm. Now, come on. I, and, and like, maybe he just, like, he kind of just said it really fast. And I cannot stop thinking about that. Since we were little, and I think for all of you, you're not necessarily a McDonald's, but all of us, we have the same DNA. We have the same, we have the same spiritual fathers who so were all cut from the same cloth. How many of you in here, we kind of all know that we're going to change the world. It's not a weird thing to us. I remember growing up, we would always be like the weird threes, like, you know, Alex, Jess, and Lizzie in like a school where everybody else was just normal. And we were like, we're going to change the world. But now all of us in here believe that. It's like, duh, we're just going to change the face of Christianity. But... The Lord is saying, wait a second here. 
The word of God is not just believing. In James 2, 9, and this rocked me when I read it for the first time. Do you know that even the demons believe? So there's something more than that. It's more than just knowing that we go to Victory Church and we all believe that we're going to change the world. It's more than that. Mark 2, Mark is 2, 12, the 12th chapter is, we all must agree upon first the fact that we want to see God's kingdom and authority made manifest amen. onto this earth. Yes, amen. Isn't that awesome? Yes. Yes, because God's kingdom is going to stimulate the appetite of everybody around us yeah, to see. Just like what Pastor Alex ministered on Wednesday, <laughs> um, this past Wednesday when he said, oh, just like, went somewhere else. I'm not going to talk about it. Maybe that was why. <laughs> Holy Spirit's like, That's rain why you have to it go in. Watch it online. Rain it in. <laughs> go watch his message. It was real good. Hallelujah. Okay. So let's continue reading. Um, let's go up. That was Mark 12, 33. We're going to go up to Mark 12, 28. It says, again, the Lord Yahweh is one. You keep reading that. The Lord Yahweh is one. I'm not going to lie. I've read that probably millions of times, and I've never been like, okay, what? I get it. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, you're all one. I get it. Okay, you're, I get it. We're going to keep going. Okay, it says, the Lord Yahweh is one. Love him with every passion of your heart, with all the energy of your being, with every thought that is within you, with all of your strength, and love others as you are yourself. Mm-hmm. Okay, 2 Chronicles 16.9 says, For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong. And here we go. I'm going to read like six different translations. He wants to show himself strong on, those, on, on the behalf of those whose, heart are loyal, who, whose hearts are loyal towards him, whose hearts are fully committed, whose hearts completely belong to him, who have given themselves completely to him, whose heart is completely his, and who, whose heart is wholehearted towards him. Mm-hmm. The Lord Yahweh is one. Okay, when we want to see, because what the Lord is trying to talk to us about, and I'm just going to let the cat out of the bag. Do you know that we are made in the image, in the exact image and likeness Amen. of God? Amen. Genesis 1, yeah. says, we're made in his image and his likeness. Do you know every time we see the Lord God is one, do you know that we have been, you know, scripture says, I'm just going to jump around because I'm very excited on the inside and it's just going to come out. Okay, it says in Romans 8, 29, it says, for God knew his people in advance. He chose them to be like his son mm-hmm. so that his son would be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. Yes. Do you know that Pastor Alex and I, we're comprised of pretty much the same DNA? Mm. Okay, well. Pretty much. Pretty much. I said pretty much, guys. (laughs) I went to school to be a science major. I think I know that there's a couple of differences between (laughs) the two of us. (laughs) But if we're on the same playing field, because I call him my brother, he is not better than I am. Mm -hmm. When he gets to sit at a table, guess what? Because I'm his brother, guess where I get to sit? 
If, if mom calls Alex for dinner, because I am a sister, do I have to sit downstairs in the basement twiddling my thumbs wishing that I could go upstairs and eat some food? No. What was given to him and what he has access to because I am his brother, you in one way, or because I, he is my brother. <laughs> well, you know, sometimes I wish, like, here's the package of what Jesus wants to give to you. Take it and use your own language. <laughs> Just you're freaking I people pray? out, telling yeah. them that we're the same yeah. and that you're okay. my brother. No, flow. Uh, <laughs> you want to come to VSRA, I tell you, don't necessarily listen with your ears, listen with your heart because you're going to get something. You know, Smith Wigglesworth, okay, had a stutter and like didn't even know how to read and people still got blessed and healed miraculously. Mm. So I'm like, Lord, there's hope for me. Moses, okay, <coughs> Benny Hinn, I'm like there's hope. We're not, we're kind of the same, I said. We're <laughs> like species and you are my brother and I am your sister. What was I saying? Be, so you could in one way say that we are one mm-hmm. of the same. He is bone of my bones, flesh of my flesh. We are made of, comprised of very similar DNA. Mm-hmm. And because of that, what he has access to, I have access to. That's right. So the Lord, Yahweh, is one. Mm-hmm. Who is the Lord God? Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Wait. Can I be so bold as to say, Father, Son's Amen. And Holy That's Spirit. That's right. Very good. First, we want to see God's kingdom come. Come on. I, and I felt that. Look at, I, I like to, like, I'm Italian. I show everything by, on my face. You know, that's, say it out loud. Father, sons, and Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. You feel like, am I just slaughtering a religious cow right now? Can I really call myself a part? Yeah. Mm. If we want to see God's kingdom come on this earth, it can't be weird for us to consider us, ourselves, a brother or sister of Jesus. That's right. Equal, not out of a thing of trying to lord over or control other people, but as a part of, wait a second, he chose it. That's right. Pretty sure in Romans 8, it said, for God chose his people in advance. You kind of didn't have a choice. It's a beautiful thing. I'm very thankful that he did it. But he chose us whether you liked it or not. It's a gift. It's called grace. You get to receive it. Okay, you don't have to earn it or work for it. It's something that you just get to have. But that's the number one thing. If we want to see God's kingdom, you have to know the Lord is one. That's right. You have to see yourself the way God has made you. We are on heaven's playing field. Until that point... Because see, in the Old Testament, you know, or not the Old Testament, but even in like ages before this one, we've seen so many people, the Lord was talking to me, people have understood they're on the, you know, that they are a God. We are like gods, right? We're like Jesus. They've understood that. Or there's the second one that we're going to get to into a second where it's this idea of the love. You see, I can know that we're on the same playing field, but I can hate him. Mm. I can do the do's of Christianity out of, I get it, I'm a God, I get it, I have dominion, I get it, I have authority, I have a responsibility. Currently, Pastor Zian and Tina, their way, I miss you guys literally so much. And um, they left me some house chores. (laughs) 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 
And every morning I'm like, yes, I have the house to myself. This is so amazing. It's awesome. And then I'm like, oh, Liz, you got to go feed the fish. And you got to go water the flowers. And you're like thinking about the responsibilities of being a son. Mm. You know, like uh, I always say this. David Hogan said it's my responsibility to raise dead people. That has never gone through my head until he said it. But there's a responsibility of knowing, hey, I'm one with him. That's good. But you see, a lot of us stop there. Can I read you this? I even crossed it out because I didn't want to, but it keeps going through my head. Acts 1.14 said this is about being in the upper room. Because when you want to see the biblical model of what God's trying to anoint right now, look at the upper room. Mm -hmm. it, it's, it wasn't about just one of them. The Lord said that to me. If I wanted to pour my spirit upon one person, I could have done it a thousand times. Very but good. he waited until all those people were one. Mm -hmm. He waited for that. And then he like hit his presence upon that. We got to know. You got to be one. You know, we're gonna, I'm going to jump to point three. Then it's love your neighbor as yourself. Mm. You got to understand who you are and you got to come up to that. But then it's this other thing of, wait a second here. I have to love. It's a love relationship because we've seen one without the other. In Acts 1, 14, it says, they agreed that they were in this for good. Mm -hmm. Completely together in prayer. Very good. If you hate your responsibility, you're not going to agree to be in this for good. Yeah. You know, I think about this all the time. I, I had, because um, I was ministering this morning, I called last minute, like I texted as many people as I could, please come to the church for an hour tonight. I just want to pray and like worship in the sanctuary and just like fill it up with like just Jesus goodness. And in my head, I was like, I, and, and I love you all that got the text, but, but I told them, I was like, I really just wanted Sandy and Emma there. Because I knew as soon as they received that text message, they would come. Because it's beyond the, they know who they are. It's now stepped into this thing that we like to call love. Because you know, I believe that if they were stuck in the upper room and it was like, they, I was going to start praying in tongues. They didn't pray in tongues yet. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> right? That would have been weird. What do you do for all those hours? Thinking of things to say. Thank you, Jesus, for peanut butter and jelly and like <laughs> going around. No, but they would, if it was just a responsibility, it would have gotten really old. Have to be here. Have to pray. Do you know, that's one thing. God, I know oh, it's my responsibility to raise dead people. Oh, it's awful. I can't imagine what it's going to be like the first time that you get to pray for someone. But then it steps into B. It's always so funny when I come up here and minister because I'm like, Lord, this is never how I thought it was going to go. <laughs> He's just fun like that. It says, number one, the Lord Yahweh is one. Hebrews 1.3 says, the sun radiates God's own glory and expresses the very character of his father. 2 Corinthians 4.4 4 says, Jesus Christ was the exact likeness of God. Second part is love him with every passion of your heart, with all of the energy of your being, with every thought that is within you, with all your strength. And then to sidebar it, do it with someone else. Mm -hmm. Don't do it alone. 
it's really easy being home alone to keep my house tidy, to keep it clean, to do all the do's of living. Give me two more people. And it's like, you're throwing off my jam here. Now all of a sudden I have to know what it's like to walk in love or to actually manifest on purpose the mm -hmm. Christ, the Amen. anointing, okay? Amen. So I, I'm going to read just a couple more things. Um, the same word, it says in Matthew 3.17 and Matthew 5.9, when it says, this is my beloved son, that word son referring to Jesus. And then it says in Matthew 5.9, it says, they, talking about us, shall be called the children. Both of those words are, is the word weos, which means sons, kinship. Flesh of my flesh, bone of my bones. Mm -hmm. Sonship, walking in a son. J.J. Parker said from Genesis 1.26, when it talks about us being from the same DNA as Jesus, he said we, he used and he gave a new word to the word image. He said representative likeness. Mm. That when we are one with his heart, when we are one and, and in love with him, we're consumed by him. When we love those that are around us, walking in those three areas, that we actually begin to represent him. And then when you keep reading on in Matthew going back, or Mark going back to the very beginning, it says, when you do this, Jesus' response, he said, he noticed how thoughtfully and sincerely the man answered. And he said to him, the kingdom of God is within your reach. Mm -hmm. You're on the right track. Yeah, man. Okay, I'm going to finish... Um, John 14, 11 says this, and this is the beautiful, um, when, when scripture said, sorry, I just like, the Lord Yahweh is one. John 14, 11, this is the bril most brilliant description of something that we should be confessing over ourselves. It says, I am in my father and my father is in me. If you can't believe that, believe what you what see. Every single one of us, what are we wanting? We're wanting the kingdom to be what? Seen. Yes. When I see food, what? My appetite <laughs> is stimulated. I hungry. want to eat food. My <laughs> want to. When I see it, my appetite mm -hmm. hits. When I see the kingdom, what happens? It's good. Have you ever seen, you know, when I watch Pastor Alex, like, talking with people's angels, when I watch Benny Hinn, you know, and he's pointing in an area and like the whole area is going down. When I watch shows about David Hogan talking about, oh yeah, no big deal, my eyes just were like neon blue. Or, or he was ministering one time and like he was the only person that was getting soaked inside and everybody else was dry and he was dripping. What, what just happened? His appetite was stimulated. Mm. First, we have to understand, though, it can't just stop there. Mm -hmm. Our responsibility is to stimulate someone else's appetite, but what? We can be skillful mm -hmm. Very good. at, I know exactly what to do, when to do it, why? Because I know who I am, yes. and I also am in love with the man that called me where I am. Yes, amen. Don't you just, I just love him. Yes. I think about him all the time, and I just think he's the best thing if you don't feel that or think that, just say it. Mm -hmm. I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you. You're the best thing that ever happened oh to me. Face. You know, <laughs> I've had to say that about Pastor Alex. I love him. <laughs> I love him. But I really do. You don't always feel it. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, John um, 1, 12, and then I'll finish reading John 14. But it says, but whoever did want him, who believed he was who he claimed and would do what he said, he made to be their true selves, their child of God selves. Yes. When you believe and respond to believing by doing, okay? John 14 says, I'm in the Father and the Father is in me. If you can't believe that, believe what you see. That rhymes. The person who trusts me will not only do what I'm doing, but will do even greater things yes. because I, Amen. on my way to the Father, am giving you the same work to do that I have been doing. We have the responsibility to take Jesus' baton and run with it. Yes. It's a beautiful thing when you can put in perspective, and, and we're going to get into talking about a little bit of like this awesome opportunity that we have from here. But when we come up as a house to our, you know, it was Jesus came to earth and he had to find out who he was, but he understood from finding out who he was, his responsibility to complete a task. How many mm -hmm. of you are very thankful that Jesus completed that yes. task? Do you know? Yeah. Hello. I would not be here. Would not. But how many of you know, let's take it a step farther. We talk about the cloud of witnesses. Let's get a mental picture real quick. Let's picture all the men and women of God who've gone home to be with the Lord and who see you're holding on to their yes, baton that's, right. that's been incomplete. And they're actually being like, come on, you can do it. I've been waiting years to see what, you know, if we see that, that's a responsibility. But we have to come into a beautiful relationship with responsibility means I actually want to do this. Yes, very good. You know, when we think about a marriage covenant, you do have a responsibility that if you don't want to anymore, you have to mm -hmm. or you get to. But you have to keep yourself in the love thing. It's an easy remembrance, women, when you get, or men, when you get to look at your hand and you see the ring and you know, wait, I made a commitment. I know that I'm one with someone. Yes. But then you have to do the mental gymnastics to keep yourself in love with that person. That's right. Very good. Because it can be really easy to feel mm -hmm. like he's stealing. Oh, I have to fast again. You know, I loved, I just, we had the privilege of seeing Lou Engel and he was like, Lord, I am done with fasting. <laughs> and I did a three month fast and all I fasted was like sugar and meat. And I was like, Lord, I'm done. Fa and he, this <laughs> man's been fasting for like his whole life. He came out of the womb and he's been fasting. Like. <laughs> But like, but that, if you think about and recount all of the things that you're doing and not recounting all the things that he's done, yes. it's way too easy yes. to say, to be like, I'm out. Yes. And not be like Acts 1, where it said, uh, they agreed that they were in this for the long haul. Mm -hmm. And that breeds family. Mm -hmm. Who understands we're one with him but with each other. Yes. We are in love with him and with each other. Mm -hmm. And when we do that and we know that we're all in this for the long haul, you set your destination to something and it becomes a culture and a DNA of a house, which is yes. who we are, who yes. are changing the face of Christianity. Yeah, that's right. You mind if I jump in here, actually? I want to be, be able to do, I want to just take a second and do communion. Um, oh, sorry. No, no, it's great because I'm, I'm actually, I want to jump in right here because I'm really feeling like God is doing something. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm not sure if you're feeling the stirring of the Lord. 
But, you know, I really believe that the, really what this city needs and what God is encouraging each and every one of us to do is to understand this. And I think that that's what communion is all about. Communion is all about us taking this moment, you know, where maybe it's only going to be 30 seconds for you, but it's this moment in time when you get to stop and remember this one thing, that you are not alone. Yes. You know, sometimes what can happen to us in the world is that when we hear about these things, and, you know, she's talking to us about going and praying for people and raising the dead, and, and I don't know about you, but sometimes when I hear that stuff, it kind of freaks me out, Okay. <laughs> You know, I've heard stories of this, of people doing this, and they'll go into funeral homes, and they'll, you know, pick somebody up out of the casket and slam them on the wall, and then they fall down, <laughs> and people, and, and when I hear it, truthfully, and when I hear this message, it challenges me, because what happens is, is that uh, it, it, my mind wants to naturally think that I have to do this in myself. You got to go out there and you're going to be on your own. You know, we're encouraging you to go and be the light in the city. And sometimes it can be so intimidating because I just don't know if I can do that. You guys can distribute that communion. But I tell you something, as we partake of this communion, I really believe that what God wants to solidify in our heart is the simple understanding of what Liz says, that it's not just Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, but I am, I'm in the Son, which means I am with the Son. That wherever God goes, wherever Jesus sends me in this earth, I am not alone. You see, the, as, I, as I hold the cup and as I hold the wafer, it's a reminder to me that Jesus didn't just die for you. Because how many of you would say that would be enough, right? If he would, I said, how many of you would say that would be enough, <laughs> right? Because, I mean, getting to, to, having the opportunity to not have to go to hell is an amazing thing. But Jesus didn't just die for us. He was resurrected so that he could live in us and through us, yes. right? He opens up to me the ability for me to bring heaven down to earth, right? This, and the second thing that it tells me is this, is that I am not limited to just doing things that are, are possible. Yes. One of the things, right, we're hearing about this, you know, when I raised my first dead person, right? I don't know about you, but when I hear that, my brain wants to go like, like, I mean, if I was to raise anyone, but we're talking about like, you know, my first one, you know, I remember like my first one, right? It's like your first kiss, right? I remember my first kiss, okay? But this is the thing is that what can happen to us is that I can get stuck in a place where I feel like I'm bound to things that are possible. Yeah. You know, maybe I could pray for somebody and, and you know, that they, they get healed of a headache. Well, that's amazing, but I think what God is challenging us to do this morning is very, very simple. It's to dream outside of the yes. realm of what is possible. Because I tell you, the power that's in this cup and this wafer, it may be small and maybe seemingly insignificant to you, but I tell you something, what it's doing is, is that I take it, it's symbolically, and it's, it's a representation that I'm being changed from the inside out. Can I just say something? There's a scripture, and I think it's so beautiful with what you said. In, in Mark 12, 17, it says, because you bear the image of God, our mm -hmm. only responsibility is to give back to God all Absolutely. that belongs to him. Yes. So, you know, let's do that. Let's just take a minute. You can close your eyes. And I just want to do this. I want to, us to allow the Lord right now, with no music, in just the nice silence, in the presence of the Lord, I just want us to just take a second and just say this. Just say, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. Show, me show me 
tell me the impact, the impact you'd, have me you'd have me to have on the world. To have on the world. You know, I tell you something, maybe it's going to go beyond what you thought was possible. You know, I remember the first time I asked the Lord this question, I remember the Lord showed me a vision, and in the vision, I saw myself standing on a platform. This is before I'd ever preached a message. I was standing up on a platform, and it was like I was in this room, and you couldn't see, like it was like the people, there were so many people that they went up into the sky. And I remember the feeling that I had the first time that I saw that it felt like this is just, it's too big. It's too much. But I tell you something, this is what communion, this is what this message, this is about this move of what God is desiring to do, is to challenge us to go beyond what we think or maybe what the world has told us is possible. Yeah. And so I want to do that. I'm just going to pray, and as you're ready to take communion, you go ahead. So Father, we do that this morning. We choose, Lord, as we hold this cup and this wafer in our hands, Lord, we say this is, this is who we are. We're not held because of some sort of, you know, religious responsibility. We don't do this because we're trying to prove ourselves to you. But Lord, we do this because we believe. We're believers, and we believe that we can change the world. And for that, Heavenly Father, we say thank you. Thank you for dying for us on the cross. Thank you for shedding your blood for us so that we could be free, that we don't have to try to cope with our situations, but you've called us to be overcomers. And we thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Jesus. I have one more goodie, and then maybe we could do some <coughs> of those things. Mm -hmm. I'd like to say my seven characters, or five characters, sure. instead of some, but I don't need to, so we can go into that. But um, Matthew 6, 5, in the message translation, and I love it. It says, as above, so below. Mm -hmm. And I was reading a commentary on it, and it said, two worlds, what that refers to, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And it says, two worlds are instantaneously seen to be one when we realize our essential unity with God. Amen. Hmm. That our role is just to get, I, I, I'm one with you and I love you. I'm one with you and I love you. I'm one with you and I'll go the distance. I'm one with you and I'm in this for the long haul. And you know, there's, there, that is, and, and I think that's like the interesting, s you know, situation is, okay, we get this. Now, I don't think this is something that any of us have ever heard before, but it was like when, and, and, I, and I think about that, I had the beautiful privilege of, you, most of you know this, going to Brazil a couple of years ago, about three years ago now, and it was in one of those places where you're like, God, I know I'm going to change the world, but how? I don't get it. Step one, I mean, like, do I go left? Do I go right? What is left? What is right? I mean, how deep can you go? But I, when I got to Brazil, the Lord began to basically unfold, okay, what is it? These are your giftings. Mm. Being in an atmosphere of people who are doing the same thing, going the same place, in, a, in an incubated environment where you're actually able to learn what has God put on the inside of you and get in an atmosphere of people who can see it and who like a skill. This is something that God is teaching us as we're stepping into this, that the things of the spirit aren't just happenstance. That's right. 
It's not just something that you stumble, oh, I accidentally hit Alex and I raise him from the dead. Like, <laughs> it's not what's going to happen. Yeah. But it's under, we see it in the book of Acts where there were always mentors. There were always, Paul was teaching the church and it was a day by day by day, getting someone to stand beside you who could say, you're about to turn left, go right. Mm -hmm. Or you see this skill you have, let's do this with it. Let's tweak this. Instead of saying this, say this. When I was able to put myself into that kind of like an internship environment, in one month, my life changed in ways that's that right. I can't even describe. Yes. yes. So Absolutely. that's where one of the things, you know, and Pastor Alex has a couple of questions to ask when it comes to, I am the director of Victory School of Revival. And I know it's something for me, especially like when I responded to God going to Brazil, it was one of those things that was like, God, this is so a far away, mm -hmm. but this is so, I don't think this is going to work. How am I going to raise the funds? How am I going to do this? But mm -hmm. there's something about God, I'm desiring to learn what it actually looks like to change the world. Yeah. And I'm desiring to be obedient and respond to you and actually step out. And from one month, and the internship's 10, so I think about like, I'm wowed when I look at the students who come on day one to, to watching the students leave this room as they graduate. We laugh and say, are you the same person? Like, are you, are, did something happen? I don't really understand. But when you give God your life. Yes. And not that you're only giving it to him for 10 months, but in a high, I, I like to say it like kind of like a high pressure, like working it out, duking it out situation where you're rubbing shoulders with a bunch of people who are also learning and who are annoying you every 10 seconds sometimes, but who you're crying with because Jesus is just moving in such amazing ways. Uh, you know, it's such a beautiful thing yes. when you can actually give yourself to something like that and respond to the mm -hmm. Lord leading you. Yeah, so I think that like really, like just for everybody, just to understand, is you know you're talking about the importance of of understanding sonship. You're talking about the importance of understanding identity and mm -hmm. and knowing not just about who Jesus was, right. but understanding what that makes me. Right. How does the internship? What's the environment? How does the internship do that for us? Well, one of the beautiful things, like I, I think about. Um, things that even as a family we've been through, we were raised with Pastor Dean and Tina who would not just teach us the like notes of how to do this, but we'd sit in circles and Pastor Tina would sit us down and I remember sitting like with my legs crossed and she'd be like, okay, like what do you feel like the Holy Spirit's doing? And you'd be like, <laughs> I'm hungry. Like, I don't know. Like, is that, is that pizza? Like, is that Jesus? I don't really know. But it would be like a, uh, very calm way of <laughs> practically learning how to flow with the Holy Spirit. Yes. Because you never know until you're the one who has to do it. And so the thing I love about the internship is basically it runs, um, we do more of like the knowledge-based curriculum from nine in the morning until one in the afternoon. And that's broken down into, yes, you have, um, we have amazing BSSM Bethel teaching teachers of Bill Johnson who we're hearing from and Chris Fallatin and Chris Overstreet and just really amazing people who've excelled in their art uh, mm -hmm. form of the scripture. But then you also have the times where we're sitting together as a group and actually learning, okay, where is Holy Spirit going? What is Holy Spirit saying? And, and, and okay, how do you speak in tongues? How, what does interpretation of tongues look like? What does it look like to give a word of wisdom? What does it look like to give a word of knowledge? And not just hearing about Benny Hinn doing it, but actually you being the one who's mm -hmm. learning how to do it and building a confidence in what God has deposited on the inside of you. Yeah, that's amazing. So really what you're saying is it's understanding not just that doing impossible things is possible, but, how to but do understanding it. how I actually 
actually have the ability to do that. And, and I mean, it's, it's a beautiful yeah. environment because Jesus knows, because there are so many different gifts in the body mm -hmm. and there are so many different things that you're called to do that the person beside you isn't called to do that, but mm -hmm. God knows. Mm -hmm. And God, when, when you can respond to a call like this, there's room for somehow Holy Spirit can speak to 17 different people, 17 different ways, mm -hmm. and you're learning about prophesying and the person beside you just learned how to speak in tongues. Yes. It's so beautiful because yeah. God has your internship handcrafted for what exactly you need. Yeah, in that's those amazing. Okay, so you said that you went to a month long internship. Yes. I know that I went to when a I was long. 19. I was a year long. I quit though. You needed more help than I did. <laughs> I only needed a month because I was right. so awesome. I needed a year. It <laughs> was a long a process. <laughs> Uh, so you're talking about the difference between, so there's year-long internships, there's month-long internships, yours is 10 months long. Yes. What is the benefit of going for 10 months? Like, why wouldn't I want to go to just a one-month one? Well, um, there was, I have to say, there was so much more that I wish I could have received from just one month. Mm -hmm. it, was, it was a beautiful time away with the Lord, but there were so many things that, I mean, we're from a ministry family, so it was beautiful that there, I didn't need to learn everything. Mm -hmm. in that one month there were some things god wanted to speak to me about but for you know i think a lot of people especially nowadays when we're just stepping into the manifestations and working with this holy spirit and partnering with him in a new way there's a lot of open things that we are just coming into knowledge about but that we don't have revelation of or don't know how to work in right and the way that our program is is it's monday through thursday from nine until four for 10 months and that seems like wow that's a lot but for any of my alumni that are in here it flies you feel mm -hmm. like you answer the call and we graduate in like 30 seconds but there's something about that time of saturation and incubation mm -hmm. where you're in the world enough because you have jobs and all those things but when you're very focused and can actually go from stem to stern on an issue and not have all these interruptions but actually feel like the things that you received have had time to actually deposit and flourish. Yeah, that's amazing. So what about for people who wouldn't necessarily say that they want to go into full-time ministry? Okay. Like there are, could be some people, you know, that would say like, well, that's amazing for you because yes. you're faster and so that's <laughs> great. But why would I want to join? Because I feel like I'm called to the business well, world. Well, our program is developed so that it deals with people that are in are called to full-time ministry, but also teaches us how to in integrate ourselves into full-time marketplace. That's awesome. So it's teaching you how to, just like what our um, the talk was on this morning, is basically this idea of, yes, it's good to put your Christian hat on and look like a pastor from 10 until 12 on a Sunday morning, but there's something about being transformed for the rest of your oh, life. very good. So yes. even when you're called into full-time, ministry there's going to be times when you just need transformation yes. and it can't necessarily be transformed in a month right. you know there was that thing of how to build a habit is 21 days but then you actually need to be transformed Very which good. is why it's the beautiful thing of it's not just one month it's 10 which gives you time to actually begin to gain momentum mm -hmm. when it comes to amazing transformation. so your program is it for people coming out of high school or what about if i'm sitting in here and i'm saying i'm a 55 year old man <laughs> and i really feel like maybe 65 year old man or please come or or i'm believing the lord for someone who's 100 so okay. do you have anybody who's so 100 what, in what would you, what <laughs> would you say to somebody though who's saying you know i have all these things these responsibilities i would love to do it but i just don't think it's possible well i 
I would say all things are possible. I've seen uh, testimonies of supernatural daycare coming in. I've seen supernatural jobs come in. I've seen supernatural just funding come in. I mean, don't allow anything. I would just say if there are things in your life that you'd feel like, yes, I want to respond, but if you have any buts in your life, come and talk to me and connect. And well, the Lord always has a way and has a plan. But I would say it's never too old to respond to the Lord. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and, and I love, I look at people like uh, Bishop Tommy Reed, who like reminds me of Abraham, how like Abraham died believing for a dream. There are things that even to his last breath, he was believing God and pursuing. You know, I look at Kenneth Copeland where there's even, yes, you maybe even come and you're a pastor. Mm -hmm. Like I went to Brazil and I was a pastor. Nobody there knew that I was, but I am like, I have a little bit of understanding of what this looks like. I was beside people that just said yes to Jesus 10 seconds ago, mm -hmm. but there's so much more in God. Yes, and yeah. I don't think you ever go wrong when you set aside a chunk of your life to give to him. I mean, I don't think it would, even if you had, I wouldn't say like nobody wants to be a Christian again, but I don't think you would ever regret a decision of giving a chunk of period of your time to the Lord just mm -hmm. to even just to soak and to get in his presence yes. and to learn about who he is and who you are. Okay. So tell me then why, why should I join? Why? Why should I join? Because. Tell me. I mean, I like it, but why should I join? Because, can I just say, I was watching this and I, I can't help it. It just popped in my head. So I know I'm supposed to share it. I was watching these inspirational videos yesterday morning, and at the end of one of them, it said, we have the opportunity, and they were like, a football team in the locker room, and if you know this movie, I haven't seen the movie, I've just seen the clip, and, and they were like, losing, obviously, and they're getting like the pump-up speech about like, we can do this, guys. And he said, we have the opportunity right now to heal as a team or die as an individual. Mm. Wow. Yeah. It's like, mic drop. <laughs> Grab my pen, I was like, right here. But I feel like that's what VSR is. We have the opportunity to live your life alone and just keep going and learn at your own pace and, and just seeing amazing things happen. Or you have the, the opportunity to come into a family. Mm -hmm. And you know, and, and all of us can say there are, God is ever transforming us to be his perfect bride. Mm -hmm. We will, till we go home, God is perfecting us and, and healing our hearts and causing us to come to know him more, therefore healing our hearts more. Mm -hmm. And you either have the opportunity to run alone and get to where you're going or to slow down, join a family, link up and heal and see the beautiful and amazing things and not even just for yourself. Like I think one of the beautiful things about going to an internship is you actually begin to care more about God moving in the lives of the people that are around awesome. you than in yourself. Yes. And you don't have, and you don't know what that feels like until you're there. Yes. When you feel, you see, I remember, and I'll just say this last thing and then I'm done. There was one a moment and it goes down in history as like the best VSR moment so far. So come to VSR and like top this because like <laughs> that would rule. We dare you. I dare you to come <laughs> and have God move in a rocking way. Um, but one of our students was at the front and they were, one of the things I'll just let the cat out of the bag and make you prophesy over yourself. It's really nerve wracking, but it's so awesome. You don't know this at the start, but it just happens. And one of the individuals was standing there and just be closed their eyes and was super nervous and just began to prophesy over themselves. And it was like literally angels came and just like opened a portal to heaven. And I'm looking around, I'm sobbing, all the classmates are sobbing, people don't know what to do with themselves, like the power of and presence of God wow. was in such a radical way. And I think you couldn't get that on your own. Yes. Amen. I never 
rent to a place like that on my own. And there's so many more experiences of God that are meant for corporate atmospheres that mm -hmm. aren't meant for you on your own. And mm -hmm. I think when you join a family and come to, it's not just an internship where everyone's an individual coming to get to their own destiny, but it actually gets so tangled. And you begin to help other people who help you who help other people where Amazing. it's like, Acts 4, each one of them knew that what they had was not their own because you actually begin to come into what God has intended and time Christianity to look like. Yes, so. amen. Maybe you could pray for us. Yeah, can y'all just lift your hands to heaven? Amen. He's so big and he's so good and he's so worthy. Thank you, I lost my ring. Awesome. Lord, we just want to just stop and just take this moment right now to just tell you, God, that we love you. Lord, we know that for any of these individuals who feel the knocking on their hearts to come to VSR, God, we just want to let any of our guards down, let any of our walls down or our defenses down and just say, Lord, is this for me? Do you want me to respond to this? Letting go of any of the ifs, ands, or buts or letting go of any of the things that maybe are trying to get in the way. But Lord, is this my year? to come and to devote some time and give some time to you. And Lord, for the rest of us that are in here that, I, I can't lock myself into that because this is my year too. <laughs> but for the rest of us that are in here, God, I'm asking that you would even still knock on the doors of our hearts. God, we know if with all that's been prophesied over us that 2017 is going to be a year where you're bringing us into greater manifestations yes, of your Lord. presence. Yes, we're getting closer and closer and closer to all the things that you've promised us. So, Lord, we just want to let you know that we're ready. We're ready, God, to take this next step forward as your sons, as one with you, as one with your heart. Father, we're ready. Yes. We tell you that we're ready, and we're just asking you right now, just say this. Just say, use me, God. Use me, God. Lord, as we leave this place this morning, we ask that you would use us as we go to the grocery stores, as we go to be with our families, God, everywhere and everything that we do, God, we ask that we would be ever so mindful of who we are. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 Great Hallelujah. job. Hallelujah. You're so great. Go Jesus. Okay, so I just want to say...